welcome all. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Metrosite. I'm Robin Garris. I'm MetroG CEO and Principal Analyst. And joining me today is Beth Schultz, our VP of Research and Principal Analyst. And we are actually really excited to talk about one of our latest research studies that Beth has just completed. It's called Advanced API and CPaaS Development, which is obviously a really hot topic these days, uh, especially with all that we're seeing happening in both the customer and employee engagement spaces. So Beth, let me just, hello and welcome. Hello, Robin, <laughs> and welcome everybody. And let me just start by asking you a little bit about the study. So give us the basic, um, you know, demographics, things that our listeners might need to know about this study. Yeah, I think that's always a good place to start. You want to you want to know what the, you know, the research research group looks like, right? Mm -hmm. um, so first off, we conducted the study in the fall. Um, we had 400 enterprise participants. Most were at the management level or above, um, you know, across different business functions. So we had IT represented, we had CX represented. Mm -hmm. um, we also had 15% developers by role. Um, yeah. And then we also looked at, you know, who holds sort of the purchasing power. And so um, across the base, most either make and or influence buying decisions or operate and support their, the CPAS solutions. And then 20% identified themselves as also funding um, a CPAS purchase. Um, all company sizes represented a, a little bit slightly more on the smaller company size, about 43% were in that smaller bracket, which we consider um, 250 or fewer employees. 36% of the mid-size, so that's uh, 250 to 2,500 and then um, 20, 20, a little bit over 20% at the large size company, so 2,500 and over across all industries. Um, you know, higher representation in tech, manufacturing, financial services, healthcare. Um, and this was a global study, as all of ours um, tend to be, but um, most for this one were headquartered in the US, but they did have operations, you know, represented in North America, um, Europe, and Asia PAC, and, and in those um, in those areas, really France, Germany, and Europe, Australia, and India, in Asia PAC. Um, overall, average number of employees was about 7,600, with the mean annual revenue of about 2.1 billion. So that's the kind of right. down and well, dirty of it. That was a good detailed uh, demographic overview for sure. <laughs> so um, I want to talk a little bit about just CPAS and, and for, I mean, most, I shouldn't say most people, a lot of people know what CPAS is, but a lot of people don't. And it gets confused a lot with CCAS and um, a lot of people look at CPAS and think, oh, those are only, that's only for developers. It's not for me. So, and, and I also think that the, the definition of CPAS has and continues to evolve. So what is CPAS from the definition of the study and why is it so important at this point? Okay, so we look at CPAS in, in a, you know, kind of, we, we like to talk about CPAS in, in a few different ways. Um, you know, primarily the idea is that it allows companies to tailor their communications features by, you know, adding in real-time cloud-based communications capabilities. Uh, you know, that could be to existing business applications, maybe to their websites or um, communications platforms. So, uh, you know, simple example, you're going to add a uh, click-to-call to your website or a chatbot to your website. You can do that through through APIs. Now, okay. all of that work is done programmatically. And what that means is that it's done via your application program interfaces, your software development kits, 
um, you know, all of that, it's the development, the customization, the integration, all through APIs. Um, traditionally, that's been the kind of the purview of the developers themselves because um, uh, those were kind of big, heavy, you know, uh, platforms that required full coding. So we we see companies either having to staff up their developer uh, their developer um, resources to build these applications, or um, outsource that work to third parties, consultants, systems integrators, what have you, or the CPaaS provider themselves will um, offer uh, develop development uh, resources. But more so lately, we've seen CPaaS providers um, start to offer low and no code solutions. So yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it lets people build out their, their workflows, their communications workflows, eliminating all those manual processes um, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, getting the developer out of the, out of the, uh, out of, out of the involvement. Um, and that means you can get your functional groups to get involved. If CX needs to, if your CX group needs to add a new channel, they don't have to go to developers anymore. Um, you do a lot so, quicker. That's for sure. A, lo a lot quicker. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we, you know, in, in terms of, you know, we talk about why is it so important, uh, why yeah. is it so important? Um, you know, it allows companies, and I'm going to speak primarily about CX, CCAS um, rather than going to employee engagement for this one, but you know, it allows them to address their their big challenges and to transform themselves. They don't have to invest in a big new software package or a big new platform. It gives them ton, tons of flexibility and agility. Um, you know, if your customer ratings are low, you can you know mm -hmm. use a post call survey, send out a text message with a post call survey yeah. request, or or ask. Yeah, uh, you know, the agent can ask if they want to do a post-call survey actually within the phone call and just then, you know, uh, send them off to that survey. Um, you can analyze interactions to see what's going wrong. Um, you know, if you don't have enough proactive research, uh, proactive reach rather, just use your messaging APIs to create a text messaging application for, you know, mm -hmm. sending order status availability or whatever kind of alert is needed. So there's a ton of flexibility there. Um, I like to to uh, think about what one of our our study respondents said. I, I love this. He, he called it, or they called it, auto magic, right? So that's a term that they use internally yeah. to describe their CPAS deliverables. Um, you know, functions that um, they seem like magic, but it's really just automation. But um, yeah, auto magic. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Right. The things about the um, term CPAS that it's like all these acronyms. Why we just call it the auto magic? Right. 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 Exactly. <laughs> it's not your so. name. So, yeah. I, you know, you've kind of touched on this already, but can you go into a little bit more detail on how companies are actually using CPAS? What are some of the things that they're doing? And in the research, what, which ones, you know, which things were they doing most or least or what did you find? Well, um, you know, as you mentioned, you can use uh, CPAS for both uh, CX, um, CX improvements, employee engagement improvements, and also for uh, network connectivity and, yeah. and capabilities. Um, but we did find that um, adding new customer engagement channels is is the top reason. About a little bit more than half of folks, um, you know, that was the starting point for um, CPAS for them. Yeah, for sure. And then like the starting pass for C the starting point for CPAS was always like SMS messages or appointment, you know, um, confirmations and things like that. So I think that that might be shifting a little bit, right? I mean, now we're seeing people using CPAS to add new 
new channels. So like whatever it might be, SMS or, you know, any other web chat or any other channel. Yeah. Yeah. That was the top, <laughs> the top use case. I mean, you know, quite another, uh, quite a number of other CX use cases kind of bubbled up to the top two in terms of starting points. Um, you know, that workflow automation is a big one, of course. Yeah. Um, introducing AI and analytics, that's, that's the, one of the more advanced use cases. Um, you know, if you've got an on-premises contact center system still, and there are quite a lot of those out there, you can yeah. use CPaaS to layer in some cloud-based features and functionality, um, you know, without having to migrate entirely to the cloud. So that's a, a good starting point for some. Um, and then self-service itself is becoming, you know, highly desirable and adding in a virtual assistance for that self-service, you know, to guide customers through the self-service process is also, um, is also uh, one of the top starting points um, these days. Um, and then, you know, we looked at, well, you know, how, what are they doing with this stuff? So they're kind of everybody's doing a little bit of everything or a lot of everything. Um, they're building out applications and they're building out workflows and they're, um, you know, brand new stuff. And then they're also using CPaaS to augment their um, existing applications and augment existing workflows. Okay. All right. Um, so how would you say this growth looks, or, you know, how does this growth look, I guess, on um, an API basis? So um, overall, just generally, um, okay. we see, you know, from onset and, you know, we looked at starting it in about 2009, 2010. That's sort of the Twilio days. You, you had some messaging APIs and voice APIs okay. starting to, to come in there. So um, um, depend, whenever they started their onset, about 85 4%. So a good chunk of folks have increased um, their use of CPAS over time, right? CPAS overall, okay. okay. Overall, right. And a quarter dramatically so. Okay. Um, in 2022, we saw uh, 77% saying that they had increased their use of CPAS. And then, and that kind of breaks out, you know, uh, small increases and dramatic increases. And then for 23, we see um, slightly higher, so about 79% plan on, you know, continuing that growth. Now, in terms of the types of APIs they're using and the growth they're seeing, so, you know, we see for this, we asked, you know, for those that are growing their use of APIs, we asked, okay, so are you using the same APIs for this? for new use cases, same IPAs for the same use case, or, or new types of APIs altogether. Um, okay. What we found was that um, about 50% are using the same APIs for new use cases. So, you know, if you're going to be using messaging API, um, you know, maybe you maybe you started because you needed to send out appointment reminders, and now you're going to be using it to ask for post survey interactions or something like that, uh, a simple yeah. example, but 40% um, uh, use the same APIs for the same use cases. And then 11% um, are using new types of APIs. So they're expanding uh, their portfolio of APIs. And that is actually where we see a success correlation. Um, even though there's a smaller number of people doing that, that's where you can um, meet with success. Like our research success group is doing that at a higher rate than the non-success group. Yes, I think it's uh -huh. about maybe 14% of the success group is is um, using new types of, of uh, APIs versus, and I think. 
explain the research success group just so our viewers and listeners know what that is. Okay, so our research success group, we looked at four business metrics. We looked at revenue, operational costs, um, uh, customer to, yes, customer rating to deploy, deploy yeah, um, yeah. efficiency. Um, yeah. um, you know, we ask, we ask um, our respondents say, okay, first of all, do you measure? And if you measure, have has your have your metrics increased, decreased, or stayed the same? And then we um, take a look at that and we calculate the companies that have um, are above the norm, above the mean on two or more of those we put into our success group. Okay. So I think for this study, we had about 48 companies in the success group. Um, and then so we run all. Mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. And so, so then we just run success correlations on, you know, a bunch of different stuff. So. Okay. So now that you've explained the success group, can you tell <laughs> us more about what these successful companies are actually doing with CPS? Because I think that's a really important point for any enterprise business IT or CX leader to look at. We, we, we can, in our research, we always can document what companies are successful with hard business metrics. Okay, the, these are the ones who are using this technology and they're seeing increases in revenue and they're seeing improvements in customer ratings and reduced costs and, you know, better productivity and all that. So me as a CX leader, I want to, I want to imitate that. I want to do what they're doing or even do better. So what kind of um, guideline or guidance can you give people right now as to what successful companies are doing? Oh boy, there's so many. Um, let me, let me just kind of hit on a few here. So the one thing we see them is they're very open and kind of flexible. And I, I guess that's sort of kind of the mindset that you take when you're going to be embracing the idea of, of using programmability, right? But um, they're not rigid in terms how of, in terms of how they think about they're going to get to those APIs. They, they'll buy them as, as prepackaged, as part of prepackaged solutions. Yeah. They'll um, buy them one-off if they just have a one-off use case they want to address, or they'll buy them individually and then piece them together to build out an application or, or a use case. Um, so, you know, consuming uh, APIs in the best way that suits your needs is, is a characteristic of a successful company. Um, another one is they're using more than one CPaaS provider, um, and whether that's to support the same use cases or different use cases. Um, and they do so for a variety of reasons, um, quality, performance management being yeah. uh, one of the top reasons, but, you know, you know, optimizing costs, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, Another thing they do is they integrate CCAS. You mentioned this, Robin, the sort of the, the blurring lines between CCAS right. and CPAS as, as well as UCAS. So they do integrate CPAS with other their other communications platforms, um, uh, UCAS and CCAS in particular. And they use full code as a primary platform. I mean, um, you know, they're, they're still, um, many are still going that route. They're complementing or supplementing with low code, no code, but the successful companies are are using full code. Um, and then one last one last um, success note is that IT centrally manages and controls API use at the at successful companies. So that's something to keep in mind. You know, there's a lot of, you know, you can have a lot of stuff floating around out there, and um, it, it's good to have that oversight. You know, it's interesting, full code too being a primary platform. I guess that aligns somewhat well with the fact that you see a lot of larger companies using CPaaS so that they have that, you know, sort of development team to take advantage of full code, but they also are using the no code, low code too. They're kind of using a mix or, or is it just um, or the success group is just, or, or, or I just to understand this, like the success group is just really using that 
that full quote. So there, there, there's is, a there pri- is there primary platform? Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, and we're running out of time for this episode. So um, if people want more information on the study, it's very detailed. There's a lot of information packed in here. I've had the chance to take a look at it. And it's really, it's really impressive. Um, clients obviously can access the report on our website or get a custom briefing from Beth, where you can Pelter with all kinds of questions, and I'm sure I have all the answers. Um, and, you know, get your own custom data cuts. Use that information for, um, you know, to have Beth do some thought, some thought leadership, whether it's webinars or papers or blogs or things like that. Um, if you're not a client and want more information, we'd love to talk to you. You can reach out to us at sales at metrogy.com or go to our website. And up on the top right, you'll see a link that says become a client. Um, just click that and fill out a form. We don't do any sort of high-pressure sales pitches. We'll just let you know what we do and how we can help. And if there's a match, wonderful. Um, you know, So by all means, just let us know if you want more information in this uh, really interesting area. So um, we do have a lot of other research coming out very soon. Uh, I have just myself wrapped up a, a research study on customer insights and analytics. So looking at how companies are gathering information from their customers, how they're using that to help improve their business metrics. A lot of really good stuff there. And uh, Erwin Lazar will be coming out with the workplace collaboration uh, uh, research study, I think uh, the week after next, that'll be out. We have our CX Metricast, which is our market forecast and brand new market ranking that uh, Diane Myers is going to be doing. She's, uh, for those of you who know her and didn't know, she joined the company back in October and she's running the Metricast program, which she's, you know, got tons of experience at doing. So we've got a lot coming up and a lot more after that, but those are the things that will be happening here over the next month or month and a half. So lots going on here at Metrogy. So with that, Beth, thank you very much for all of the overview on the CPAS and API study. And for all of our listeners and viewers, thank you very much. And I hope everyone has a great day. Thank you, Robin. Goodbye, everybody.